Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Today's show is pre-recorded. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better act. Hat on, hat on, suit on, suit on, looking like the Capitone, giving them all. Just like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be but Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Everybody out there listening to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. Oh, 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 You gotta, 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 you gotta,
Everybody, you are listening to the voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Yeah, man. God is in the blessing business all day, every day. God got hundreds of millions of blessings that he passes out every day. All I want to do is be the recipient that I'm the recipient of what he has for me. That's all I want. I just want God's favor and I go, I want God's blessings. You know, of course, I need his mercy and his grace, but I just want his blessings and his favor. I want, I want that in my life because it does things for me that I'm absolutely incapable of doing for myself. And I've been a recipient of many of those. And you can be the recipient of them, too. You already are, really. Really. You already are. If you're getting up every morning, that's a blessing. If you're getting one day closer to anything you're trying to accomplish, that's a blessing. But now, let, let me let, let me talk to you about this part right here, folks, because this is the part that messes people up a great deal. What happens when you get off track? What is that? What does that mean when you get off track? See, I've been off track, I can't tell you how many times. And it happens in so many aspects of your life. But but what is it that makes getting off track so debilitating to some people? You know, there are some people who once they off track, they off course, they off the dream, they on to something else. And you cannot allow the fact that you've gotten off track to stop you. Can I tell you something? Everybody gets off track. There are people who are living their life's dreams in spite of getting off track. See, what happens when you get off track? Here's the simple thing to do. The simple thing is just to get back on track. Now that's that's but that's easier said than done, ain't it, Steve? Yeah, because see people when you get off track, here's some of the things that happen. See, you get the, here come the naysayers, some of them from the outside, some of them internally. Here's what gets said when you get off track. See, I told you. I told you. You know, you you, you start hearing that. It's not for you. Okay? This is all just because you got off track. It's not for you. Okay, here's another one. It ain't meant to be. You can hear it or you can say it. Well, I guess it's just not meant to be. But let me ask you a question, though. Who made the rule that when you get off track, you can't get back on? Who who made that rule? Where is that written that once you get off track, you can't get back on? See, because I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's no such rule. As a matter of fact, it's it's quite the opposite. See, everybody in pursuit of a dream, a goal, an aspiration, or a mission 
is going to get off track sometimes. You're going to get derailed. There are going to be days where you're not going to get it right. There are going to be days where you feel like giving up. There's going to be days when you're just going to flat out get it wrong. That's the journey. But let me tell you something. Every successful person that I know, ever met, talked to, sat down and chopped it up with, have shared one thing in common. We all get off track. We all get it wrong along the way. I don't care who the person is. The president got it wrong along the way. Your pastor got it wrong along the way. Choir director got it wrong along the way. The principal at your school got it wrong along the way. The valedictorian of your class got it wrong along the way. The star of the team got it wrong along the way. They've all been off track. Your boss down at your job, he got it wrong along the way. Your immediate supervisor got it wrong along the way. Everybody I know that has any measure of success in every in every level that you call success, however you want to label it, has gotten off track. As a matter of fact, it's impossible. Listen to me. It is impossible not to get off track in pursuit of your dreams, goals, visions, aspirations. It is impossible. Don't you let nobody tell you that they got through life unscathed, that they made it because they was just so determined and I would let nothing turn me back. Yeah, you might not have let nothing turn you back because you're here. Oh, but you thought about it. Oh, you thought about it on days when you was off track. But see, people don't like to tell the whole story. They just want you to think as much as you can about them. So when they tell you their story, they leave out the, the, the stuff along the way. It was just hard work and determination that got me here. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was the fact that you got off track and the grace and mercy of God allowed you to get back on. His forgiveness allowed you to get back on because you would not believe what some of the people have done. So when you get off track, don't allow the naysayers outside and the big naysayer inside. Because let me tell you something. The biggest naysayer of them all comes from inside. See, it don't matter what other people say out there. It takes some time for you to learn this, and I understand, because it took me some time to learn it. See, I have a lot of naysayers out there, but I ain't operating for them. I operate and function for the ones that love me, for the ones that get me, for the ones that understand what I'm really trying to do. And so don't you be the one that doesn't allow yourself to get back on track when you get off track. Because like I said, who made the rule up that you can't get back on track? There's no such rule out there. Stop stopping yourself from getting it right. So what you started the diet at the beginning of the year and you already off? Start another one. Start over. Try it again. Don't ever stop trying. If you stop trying, you can't make it. But if you never give up the effort, if you never give up and say it's over, it ain't over. You heard the saying, it ain't over to the fat lady saying, I never invite her. She's not invited. It ain't over to the fat lady saying, I don't know where the fat lady stay. I have not sent her an invitation to none of my events. She's not welcome here.
She didn't ask me a couple of times, how come I never get invited? Because you're going to start singing. And I ain't got time for that. All right? Stop inviting the fat lady to all your events. Thank you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's a crazy world we live in, but still, all in all, in spite of everything, I wake up today with the same gratitude, a little heavy heart, but the same gratitude that I always have. I'm grateful that God is still in the hearing business, the blessing business, the redeeming business, and the forgiving business. I'm asking him to forgive me for anything that I might say today that's not Christian-like. I will not be focusing on my Christian side today much at all anyway and so I ask him to forgive me for my flaws because today I don't feel like it. I'm off the line today and I, I do that from time to time because I am an imperfect soldier for Christ so today I might not be on the white line like I'm supposed to as a Christian but that's just fine with me I'll get back on it when I feel better ladies and gentlemen this is the Steve Harvey morning show starving Shirley Strawberry, Carla Farrell, Mississippi Monica Jr., and the legend of Nephew Tommy. Ladies and gentlemen, let us begin with some moment of levity. Junior, I'm scared to ask you what's on your mind because you don't even look good on Zoom. <laughs> See right there. Mm-mm. Got your arms folded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what it is, huh? What is because, it, Junior? Because as a comedian... See, this is this this is where it gets hard. How the job go? So as a comedian, we supposed to show this the, the the society what it is what's funny about what we do in life, and you just don't feel like that every day. See, after days like the other day, just don't just don't feel like we supposed to be, because you're killing people look like me. And see, I'm supposed to sit up here and stand on stage and talk about what's wrong and make you laugh about. That ain't how I feel on the job. I, I don't feel that way. And so you 65, how you do it? How, how you find out how to make these moments levity? Well, in the beginning, there are a lot of moments that just don't have levity to it. 
because we are affected by this world and these conditions and these situations just like everybody else. Our job is to provide moments of levity in dark times just to, as a diversion. So today, you know, we'll try to do some of that today. We'll try to throw a little diversion. But at the same time, we got to grapple with how we feel. And some days, you know, the community, see, here's a part about it is. We that are stand-ups usually is for an hour. On this radio show, we got four hours to produce some highlight moments of laughter. The rest of the day, the three of us that are in this business happen to be African-American men which I prefer to be called black, though. I'm a black man. I like that much better. I prefer that. Absolutely. Because they just keep the American part so hidden sometimes you and so unavailable to me. And, you know, I love to be African-American. No Y'all just put me in the Constitution, the whole thing. I don't want to be in pieces of it, just the whole thing. So today, we'll carry on. <laughs> and uh, I, you like, know, I, I might that. say something crazy. I might yeah. not. I you know. might. You think? <laughs> try not to. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, uh, Nephew Tommy is going to run that prank back for us right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. It is time to start your morning off with the nephew and run that prank back. What you got for us, Nev? Here it is. Check settlement. Let's go, cat dog, if you would. Thank you. Hello? Right. I'm trying to reach, uh, this place. This is she. How you doing? It's attorney over to and Associates. Uh-huh. All right. want to give you a call. I just got your file that hit my desk, and I, we got a check going out to you on Monday. You came in yesterday, correct? Yes. Okay. Listen, we got a few little glitches here we want to go over with. I want to go over with you and make sure uh, we get this all ironed out before you come in on Monday, and, and uh, I'll have a check definitely waiting on you when you get here. All right, you're supposed to be getting $6,410. Okay. Unfortunately, it's being reduced to 1200 Due to um, injuries not being as uh, as bad as they say it was, a lot of calculations got really mixed up on our paperwork here. And please keep in mind that on the 1200 we still haven't taken out our fee, which is like about 33 and a third. We'll have a check for you on Monday in the ballpark of four to $500. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm still not getting it, so... What was the total amount that y'all got from the law, from the um, from the insurance? Evidently, the person that did these calculations completely did them wrong. And I do apologize for this being a, a mishap on our part, and it's totally screwed up. And I do apologize on the behalf of the uh, of the association here that we've dropped the ball on that. But your actual check has been reduced to twelve hundred dollars, okay? And that's without us taking the law fees out of it. So I, I, I guess it's not right because the how would six thousand dollar cover the doctor bill and the chiropractor? Well, from my understanding, man, what they're also stating is that your injuries are not that bad, and I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. They're actually wondering if you were actually hurt at all. So I was actually hurt because I even had to get injections. Okay. From the chiropractor. Okay, and and do you have any? You, I have some medical documents here, and and I understand that you've been going, and you probably looks like you went over at least uh, at least two months going to the doctor and getting uh, and getting therapy. And and, and, and that I, was his call. That say, was the chiropractor's call. That wasn't my decision. Okay. Well, a that lot. Was his call for my for my injury. Exactly, and a lot, a lot of these doctor fees and, and that you've gone to has eaten up, eaten up a lot of these funds. And uh, I tell you, these doctor bills they get pretty high out there. I do want to apologize. What we're going to do here, since we've dropped the ball on this, 
We're going to give you the check for 1200 and not even take the law fees out of it, and I'll have that check waiting on you on Monday morning. That's still – okay, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm trying to figure out is from the – I need to see some paperwork of saying stating what was the amount, total amount check that was written from the insurance company plus what was the portion that was supposed to be taken out for the chiropractor plus what was the portion that was supposed to be taken out from the doctors itself, but the amount that you're telling me, $6,000, that's not going to, wouldn't have covered that and leave me with only 1200 Okay, I'm not at liberty to let you look at this paperwork anymore. Uh, I, I'm calling you basically to let you know I have a $1,200 check for you. If you don't want that, then you can go ahead and take some other legal... Uh, I mean, I, that doesn't sound right. Why would, I mean, for, for the entire month, because I got the paperwork from the chiropractor stating what amount was paid. I understand that, ma'am. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to let you know, Manisha, is there, there, what's going on right now is the response coming back is that you're not actually hurt at all. That's what they're saying. They're saying you're not hate at all. Actually, I don't want to use the words, but they're saying that you've been faking this the whole time. I need to see some paperwork before I try to, to check it. This doesn't sound right. That doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, right now, you know, I'm the last person that, that, that this file is going to come across. It's coming across my desk. This is pretty much a take it or leave it option. You know, and if you don't leave an option, no, 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 no. I mean, you don't have to get attitude with me because you are my lawyer and I am your client. This well, you're not going to raise your voice. You're not going to raise your voice at me. That's not going to happen either. So let's let's pipe it down a bit, okay? Now, here's what we're going to do. Do you want the twelve hundred dollar check or do you not want it? Now, I've already wavered the fees of the of the attorneys here. Do you want the twelve hundred or do you want me to reduce it to four hundred? No, I don't want twelve hundred because I'm going to take you to court. I'm being the best attorney that you probably could afford, young lady. Okay? And I'm trying to do the best I can to help you. Now, you, you, if, if, if from what I understand is... I'm sorry, sir. That's not going to be acceptable. I just have to get, to get a lawyer to sue you, so that's not acceptable. You know, you know, you people continue to want to... I came in the office yesterday when we came in. How all of us work got me? I didn't... I wasn't there doing the meeting yesterday. Like I said, these papers just landed on my desk today. What I'm not going to tolerate is you people consistently wanting to file a lawsuit on somebody. Now you want to file a lawsuit on me. You know, you, it's, you're going way too far with this. This isn't talking about. I want to talk to because I've never heard of you. I only heard of okay. Okay. Well, now you've heard of me. I'm and I work here as well. And I'm not going to stand you uh, uh, dismantling me the way that you're doing. I just have to get a lawyer to sue you, because that's not acceptable. I got one more thing. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked. You got pranked by your husband. I want to kick your Oh, your husband told me. She been waiting on that check. Yeah, y'all had me hot. All right, baby, let me ask you something. Tell Tommy, what is the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, baby, look here. Get your check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to brag today. I don't feel like it. Don't have it in my heart or in my spirit. But there it is. That's the prank of the day. You can catch me, uh... Keeping it stupid, baby. It's going down Saturday at the Fox in Detroit, Michigan, the Fox Theater. It's jokes and jams. I got Donnell Rollins. I got Capone. I got Red Grant. I got that girl Kelly Kells, Tony Roberts, OMG, hosted by yours truly. And I got D. Ray Davis. And the jams is juvenile. 
The Jams belongs to Juvenile. That is Jokes and Jams, Detroit, Michigan, Saturday night, May 27th at the Fox Theater. Tickets on sale right now. All right, go see the nephew. Uh, coming up next, it is Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. Let's go, because I know he's ready. Now, Steve, this one is from a grandmother. She's in Arlington, Texas. She says, this is not a love question, but I need your help with my granddaughter. She is 13 years old and keeps getting in trouble in school for cursing and keeping it real. She told her classmate where to go and how to get there, and she almost got suspended. She has no filter. Whatever comes up, comes out. Her mother and I don't curse, but she is very good at it. I draw the line. I drew the line Sunday when she called our pastor a snitch after he caught her cursing and told me about it. What am I going to do with her? <laughs> well, truth of the matter is, now let's be fair. Your pastor is a snitch. <laughs> That's what they call them now. Amen. <laughs> uh, your granddaughter has taken on prison terminology and turned it into her life. Mm. Uh, I can't help you. Yeah, I, I'm the last right person you should call about cussing. I don't know what to tell you. 13, though? Woo. Yeah, 13. God started cussing. He when was, I was cussing four. at 13? Yeah. yeah. 13, oh, I was expert. I didn't have the right combinations. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I just put them together and they was jumbled. Now, <laughs> now the combinations is <laughs> So I really it's don't. It's creative. You know, yeah. You can say you don't cuss, Grandma, and I understand that. And, you, and, you, and you, you, her mother may not. But she done picked it up somewhere. And it's an ugly habit. It's not a cute habit on a girl or a boy to tell you the truth. That's because if you can't idea. monitor it and harness it. It can lead to a lot of problems down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to sit her down and explain to her about what it is to be a lady. I don't know if that's going to do any good, but that's all I got for you. Because uh, yeah, I think all my kids cuss. I think every last one of them. I <laughs> don't say a damn thing when I hear it because I get it. There you go. And there you go. All yeah, right, I ain't let's... the best. Yeah. <laughs> let's move Sorry. on. This one's from Derek in Largo, Maryland. Derek says, I'm a married man and I own a small junk removal business. Uh, my wife is the bookkeeper and comes in twice a week, uh, once a week to do payroll. I have a young new driver that's fresh out of jail for selling weed. I hired him on the spot, hoping to give him a chance to earn honest money. Friday, I returned from the barbershop and the new guy and my wife were sitting in her car smoking weed. My wife can't understand why I'm very upset. She asked me not to fire this guy. I want to fire her, too. Am I overreacting? Well, oh, they're going to do I think the problem ain't Trying her sitting quiet. in the car yeah. getting fired. Uh-huh. Her problem is what she doing in the car with the dude with smoking this, yeah. weed. Don't you know, how they done got that comfortable and she's supposed to be running the company. That's she's stupid business practice. Yeah. My bigger problem with now, I'm fine. Them. Why are you in this man's car smoking weed? Yeah. yeah. Is my question. Look. Not a good look, wifey. Mm. Yeah. So. I'm, no. no, you're not overreacting. 
Definitely. You underreacting if yeah. you ask me. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Kelly in South Bend, Indiana says, I'm a 31-year-old woman dating a 28-year-old man. We met at a hookah lounge and bonded over our love for spoken word and jazz. He's a songwriter during the day and at night. He's in the studio working on a rap album. I know he's a great writer, but I'm not sure if rapping is is his thing. His lyrics are very inspirational, so I don't know who he's making this music for. Should I tell him nicely that his music isn't all that? Well, I don't know if you should tell him if his music's all that. It's just, do you want to sign up for this relationship with this dude that's fitting to be broke for all time? Yeah. Mm. yeah. He a songwriter in the day. Nice. You don't know none of his songs. <laughs> he a rapper at night, right. and you don't like none of the raps. <laughs> she said she so, contradicts herself because she says they're very inspirational. Hey, yeah, the inspirational. When the last good ass inspirational rap you done heard? <laughs> exactly. Because all the hits I heard on the radio ain't a damn now one of them inspirational. <laughs> Come on down, get you some, get you some, get you some, your booty clap. <laughs> Come on, make that booty clap. Yeah. Now, if, it's, it's, if it's inspirational to the strippers, then okay. Yeah. But I, I don't know how he's going to make no money with, uh, yeah. you know, keep you your head you. up. All you right. got your Common Keep and your J. Coles. And yeah. Ain't a lot of them. This nah. inspiration. Nah. All right. <laughs> this is from a podcast listener uh, named Tuesday. Tuesday says, I'm in my mid-30s, and I've been in a polyamorous relationship for four years now. What that, what I, that mean? You know, more than one lover. The oh. man and then, yeah. All right. My boyfriend and I have a three-year-old son, and my mother took him away from us. I dropped him off at her house a week ago so that I could run errands, and she wouldn't let me in when I came back. A week later, and she's still not letting me take my son. My boyfriend is ready to call the police, but I won't let him. Our bedroom behavior does not impact my son in any way. How can I get my mom to understand this? What? Your mama can't take your baby? <laughs> This ain't your car keys. <laughs> <laughs> this a child. You can't take nobody baby from them because you don't like their lifestyle. What are you talking about? You don't like this polyamorous or polygamy or whatever you having at the house. <laughs> Meringue pie. I don't know what y'all doing. But well, whatever it is, I don't know what y'all doing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I remember you too well. Oh, Menage a Trois. That is yes, what I was talking I about. I know it's something about a living meringue or something. I don't know what y'all in there doing. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, but if you having this thing at y'all's house, that ain't got nothing to do with your baby, man. Your mother can't take your baby from you. Your sex life has nothing to do with your parenting skills. The two are separate. You can be a lousy husband and be a great father. Mm-hmm. You, your boyfriend is right. He can. Hey, your boyfriend can call now. Yeah, but she doesn't want baby. to. That's she doesn't want. That's him his to. child. Yeah. She don't want to call alone to mama. All right, why don't y'all kick the window? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. 
When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Old school relationship advice means well uh, most of the time, but... Some of it is out of touch and should become a thing of the past. Some of these rules or tips need to be redefined and clarified for the time we live in now. This is according to psychologist Dr. Joshua Klapow. For example... Klapow. Klapow. (laughs) For example, Steve, the old cliche, and this is biblical, don't go to bed angry. Uh, Dr. Klapow says we've heard this classic, but it's unrealistic. And sometimes going to bed mad and sleeping on it is better. What do you mm-hmm. say? Do you agree with that? Well, I don't know agree with, with that. I wish we could go to bed and not be mad. I really do. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't nobody want to go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to sleep backs to each other. <laughs> Somebody yeah. roll over and touch you. You jumping. Get your damn foot off me. No, nobody want that. I think it's better to do that. Now, is it realistic to expect not to ever go to bed mad? No, I don't think it is. That's what he's saying. But that show ain't good to go to bed mad. If not, we're going to be up all night. Or you wake up mad. You wake up and remember that you, you know, I hate that. If you let a woman go to bed mad, she wake up. She gonna be just as mad or yes. madder because oh, she yes. done thought about some more stuff. Yeah, yes. Now dudes wake up and go, "Hey, baby, how you doing? How the hell you think? I, exactly. How was I last night exactly. when you shut your eyes? Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. no, I, I think he's wrong Going about that. It's yeah. not healthy. All right, Doctor Clapow uh, says uh, you can change them. He says it's a romantic idea. The old cliche, you can change them. But he points out it's not your responsibility to change anyone, right? I, I think, agree with yeah. him one hundred percent. That's a good Got one. It. Yeah. It's not no, your job to change anyone, nor don't you nor do you have the ability. Right. Uh-uh. 
That, that's something that women have. I mean, we may as well admit that. We're always trying oh, to change. Absolutely, And, and yes. I think it's the nurturer in us. We right. always, yes. yeah. We exactly. always change him, girl. <laughs> yeah. I can change I know he's like that right now, but once he gets... Give me girl. six months. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. 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 Let me work on him, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't Let worry. Let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got this. Girl, you're going to have to work it every day, though. <laughs> yeah. Work it yeah. every day. I'll yeah. change for you. You do it every day. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> boy. women are guilty of that. All right, here's another one. Some people never change. That's the cliche, the old school cliche. Dr. Klepal says on the flip side, the suggestion that someone is incapable of changing is wrong. And it ignores the fact that we all have control over our choices. So I absolutely agree mm-hmm. with that. That's 100 percent. Yeah. He's only said one thing I didn't agree with. And that was the first one. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. You don't go to bed. People man. change. Yeah. People change. man. All right. All the time. Here's another one, old school. Love will keep you together. Love will keep you together. Mm-hmm. He says this works in an old romantic movie, but in real life, it takes a lot more than love to make it work. Mm. Whoa. What's love got to do? Yeah. Got to do with it. Come on, Tina. What's love but a second hand emotion? What? All right, you gotta take it up. Gotta do. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with it, man. Yeah, you need it takes way work. Huh? Love. Yeah, you gotta yeah. honor that commitment. Nah. That'll you got, make you, you stay got to and compromise, love, yes. understanding, yeah. take yes. the blame, uh-huh. eat it. Uh-huh. Not be right all the time. Why? He said, eat it. Yeah. Eat that. Yeah. Chew on it. Nah. <laughs> It ain't never worked for me. Never. <laughs> All right, what? here's Junior. No, it's that love thing. I told her I love her, but my replacement was at the door. <laughs> when you open, I'm just like, who is this? Oh, this is Chris. We going to dinner. You and Chris. I love you though. To the left. To the left. To the left. Manage him through. Junior, you've been played so hard. It's Man. scary. Yeah. It's almost like, what? But Junior, you've grown up now. You're 40 oh, yeah, now. Yeah, You're good fun. now. Yeah, that was yeah. back. Yeah. I ain't had nothing. We've all been through some things like that, though. Oh, yeah. Um, it up to the game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Old school. Love will keep... uh, I mean, uh, know your role in the relationship. That's old school. Dr. Klepow says, forget this old gender stereotype. And uh, remember, there is not a required way for you to act. Your role in a relationship uh, shouldn't always be the same. It's constantly shifting. Okay, hold on, uh, hold on. I missed it. Start over, Shirley. I didn't understand. Okay. Know your role. Know your role in the relationship. That's old school thinking, okay? Dr. Klepow says, forget this old gender stereotype. And remember, there is not a required way for you to act. That's new school thinking. He says your role in a relationship isn't going to be the same all the time. It's constantly changing, and that's a good thing. That that's what sense. he's saying. He says it'll shift organically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's Change a good thing. With the times. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good yeah. thing. You think your role should stay the same in a relationship? I, well, I mean, I think uh, I think your roles have to be defined mm-hmm. so that everybody has an understanding of positioning and then I think there has to be some type of uh, give and take where sometimes the other person can do that I'm not saying like roles like you do all the cleaning and I I'm not talking about that yeah but if you're good with money yeah do the money thing yeah yeah, I mean you know and that could be either side if you role playing 
then your roles change. Like, you know, I might be Batman one night, you know what I'm saying? But then next night I might be Incredible Hulk. You know what I'm saying? Your roles do change. So you have to right. know that. <laughs> You're right. Organically, right, nephew? And, and, organically. And, and, organically yeah. and realistically, you're neither one. <laughs> Super <laughs> All right, here's, here's old school. You should stay with them for better or for worse. That's he says, he says, we all want to think our partner will stick around no matter what, but if a relationship is unhealthy... You don't. You don't need to stick Get it out. Mm-mm. Out till death do us. Get out. Mm. <laughs> All right, we we do have to get out. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for Would You Rather. Let's play around. Let's get into it. Would you rather sing everything you speak, or would you rather dance every time you walk? Oh. I'd rather sing everything I speak. Hey, we know everything. that's what you want. I'm not going to yeah. be that happy-ass black person. <laughs> Dancing every Dance. time you walk. Nah. Doing a little jig. Yeah. So sing something, Steve. Tell, you tell like your, ask me a question. Tell, okay, uh, what time is our meeting today? Our conference call meeting. The time of the meeting will be <laughs> somewhere about a quarter to three. I want you, Carla, Tommy. I want Junior Gun, Mississippi, Monica. I want everybody hey. on Zoom. <laughs> Get plenty of room. See you on the phone call. Three hours afternoon. <laughs> He sings everything. I just but all his songs gonna be long though, surely. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right. So here's another one. Would you rather have Christmas twice a year, or would you rather have your birthday twice a year? Uh uh-uh. uh. Christmas birthday. Christmas. You rather have birthday. your birthday twice? More Hell than Christmas. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why, Why not Christmas? Huh? I thought you. Man, you, you know how much money I got to spend on Margie? Christmas. Oh, oh, so you, oh she already got Valentine's you. Day, Mother's Day, damn anniversary, her birthday. Uh uh-uh, uh, hell no. We ain't finna do Christmas twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, she got birthday. Okay, perspective. I got you. Okay. <laughs> right. Coins. Yeah, uh-huh. I got you. Okay. All right. Would you rather be the commissioner of the NFL or be the general manager of your favorite NFL team? Oh. Would you rather be the commissioner of the NFL or would you rather be the general manager of your favorite mm. NFL sports team? Which one? Mm, general manager ain't doing nothing. I need to be out front. I'm going to be the commissioner. Yeah, the commissioner. <laughs> and, the, and the check way better. But I'll tell you right now, Deshaun Watson would be playing for the Browns right now. Deshaun Watson <laughs> would, be, would be, what? be what? Playing for the Browns right now. <laughs> no criminal charges. We have none against you here either. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so the commissioner could be out front. Okay, oh, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Junior, for the uh, commissioner? Uh-huh. Yeah, commissioner. he wouldn't be in Cleveland if I was the commissioner. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing your little ass ain't the commissioner, <laughs> hater. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. That is uh, today's round of Would You Rather. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, Steve and Tommy, you two are like the grilling experts on the show, the barbecue experts on the show. Uh, so mm-hmm. Memorial Day is coming up, and uh, I wanted to know if you guys had any tips for us. Tips for grilling. For grilling. Let me, let me go. Let me go first. <laughs> He's been cooking long now, have. Let me go first. This is what bothers me about people grilling. Okay. Quit putting all that lighter fluid on your charcoal or your wood. That just drives me crazy. Do do you realize your meat smells just like that lighter fluid? It tastes like that. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Get you some wood. They got some natural wood starters that you can put in there and light those up. And now your wood or your charcoal, whichever one you're using, doesn't taste like or smell like all this gas lighter fluid you didn't put on there. That's that's one of my tips right there. That's a pet peeve of mine. So, so let me just piggyback <laughs> off that okay, and on. say mm-hmm. to start your fire, they sell... They sell what Tommy's talking about is fire starters, wood mm-hmm. starters, Weber little white chunks. They got match sticks that burn naturally that you can put on them. Mm-hmm. But they have these yeah. things that look like coffee cans. Mm-hmm. They look like a big giant coffee mug. You put your charcoal in it and light it from the bottom. Right. And that can get your charcoal started a little bit more even for you. You you don't pour the charcoal in the basin of your thing. You pour the charcoal in this like big round pot and it's start got a it like on. that. Yeah, it's got a handle on it. Then you just pour it in there and they'll burn even. This is little stuff you can learn. I have okay. another tip when it's my turn. Okay. okay. Wow. Here's another one. People that, people that are, you know, amateurs at grilling, they throw their chicken on and then you think 20 minutes later, your chicken is done. Your chicken ain't done. Okay. In 20 minutes, it's not. In 20 minutes. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Well, how come it, it takes so done. long? Dang. Surely I mean, grilling is a sport. Oh, yeah. oh, is it? And why are yeah, you, you talking, why are we talking Stop. about cooking? Why Jesus. are you eating? Carla wrote this for trying, us. trying to stay awake. Is Why it take so long? Well, learn how to cook. Because I'm trying to stay you awake. You could be That's awake. Hell, the people would come over your house and not leave so much if you could cook. You'd have Whatever, company. bring something. So listen, while you're cooking your chicken, keep flipping it. And it, don't be afraid to slice a piece and see where you are. If you see little light red water, you need uh-huh. to cook a little longer. That means there's still some blood in there. Keep oh, that's cooking blood. your chicken. Keep flipping it and keep cooking. That's all I'm asking. Look, man, grilling ain't no thing where you can leave your meat for 10 minutes and walk off somewhere. That ain't what this is. There's some people going in the house for 30 minutes. What did you no, do? Uh-huh. You, you, you can't do that when you grilling. Grilling is a sport. It's an activity. Right. Yes. You got to move that chicken to the front, to the back. Go ahead. Side to side. Okay, okay, um, let's go back. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Can I have one, Jay? Okay. I don't know nothing about grilling. I think what you guys are saying is great. I'm what just is saying, we? If you're at a barbecue, please bring good ass plates, okay? <laughs> if the sign says cheap plates, if it says cheap plates, damn it, don't bring them, okay? It says cheap plates right there. Bring good <laughs> ass plates. All right, Jay. All right, all right. I can do here's, that. Here's one quick one. I give it back, Uncle Steve. When you, when you, he said, uh, uh, your charcoals, how you even them out, um, you know, when you get it, when you get it going. But some of us like to have a real hot side and then a warm side while you cook it. You understand? So you may have more wood or more charcoals on one side and then on another side, you got, you still got wood and charcoals, but it's not as heavy as the other side. That's just one of my tips. 
Yeah, Ooh, my tip okay. is I have the back side of my grill. I put no charcoal back there. There you go. On the back side, I put none. Okay. So you can move some meat off that heat if it's cooking too fast. A little cooling spot. Oh, Those are, okay. you got to have what Tommy's talking about, a cool spot on the grill. Mm. I put no charcoal on the back on the back fourth of the grill. I put no charcoal. This was so exciting. And, and um, you can set you the money on, you can set the meat on top of each piece if you have to. Right. To keep it off the plate. And Shirley, don't rush us with your non-cooking <laughs> ass. There's people who care about this. This is fascinating. Well, the first be one in line on the... for a plate, though. <laughs> right. Yes. And ain't nobody coming right. to your house eating out <laughs> no damn crock pot on my mouth. We morning. gotta go. Coming up next, the nephew with today's prank phone calls right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after, into my strawberry letter for today. The subject number two will never be number one. But right now, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh-huh, I told uh-huh. you that. We talk about that a lot on this show. Right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? It's time to hit the pool. Summertime is coming. It's here, uh-huh. basically. Uh-huh. Title is Naked Lifeguard. Naked. What? Lifeguard. Don't 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 let this bother you. You can say I know I ain't the only one on this show that swam naked. I know I ain't the only one. Let's go, cat. Naked lifeguard. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh a Carrie t- Yes, this is Carrie. T- Hi Carrie. My name is Oliver, Oliver t- You uh put in an application with the with the employment agency about looking for some work as far as being a lifeguard. Oh yeah, I did. Okay. Have you had much experience being a lifeguard? Yeah, I've been doing this for a while now, back since I was like 18. I got my CPR certification. I've had as many as like 200 people at one time watching them. So I'm good. I'm good at what I do. I love it. Very good. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, I've looked over your application and I've checked everything out thoroughly. And I'm very excited about maybe getting you to... I don't know if you're familiar with it, but public pool. It's actually in the subdivision. There's two pools there. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with it. They're, they're near where I live. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's actually in the back of there's a gated community, and um, that is actually the particular property that I'm talking about, you coming out and uh, working for us there uh, at the pool site. Uh, if we can get you on Monday to Friday, we're going to actually hire some uh, some more college students for for Saturday and Sunday. What do you say? Oh, I say okay. That sounds great. Monday <laughs> okay. through Friday, weekends off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, we start off, job actually pays $25 an hour. Wow. You would be our head lifeguard, and um, we would we would want you to be there from, you know, I mean, if you start at 12, we'd actually like for you to get there around 1130, you okay. know, just to, just to be prepared and um be the overseer and make sure the other lifeguards get there on time. And, you know, we'll go from there. Okay. Now, Carrie, there's only one catch that, that actually comes along with this job. We want you to work an additional uh, four hours from 6 to 10 at night, but it's going to pay you $50 per hour. So you'll make an extra $200. How do you feel about that? Man, I feel good. I mean, with the recession and everything, I can use that money right now, especially during the summertime. Okay. Now, here's the deal. This is in a gated community, like I told you before, but also 
uh, it's going to be adults at night, and it, and they are actually going to be swimming nude. What? And, yeah, they're going to be swimming nude, and what they ask is if they're going to be swimming nude, they want to make sure that the lifeguard that's protecting them is going to be nude as well. Okay, I'm a certified lifeguard. I'm CPR certified. I'm a student. I've had other jobs, but nudity wasn't on my resume. Uh, and I, and, and I, I understand that wholeheartedly, but we're talking about you possibly making $1,750 a week. How do you feel about 1750 a week for your nursing school? I'm sure that'll, that'll definitely pay for it uh, mm. throughout the entire summer. That should be, be a big help, shouldn't it? Yeah, it would, but I mean, I mean, are are you are you how do you feel about trying it for a few weeks and then you know how how do you feel about that? I don't know, but I mean, you're gonna watch over some adults who who are actually just gonna be nude in the pool, and and you're nude as well up on the big chair that overwatches everybody. Seventeen fifty. I don't. Seventeen fifty, Carrie. You know. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that. Seventeen fifty, Carrie. We're talking about four hours of you being nude along with some other people that are already nude. So I mean, what's the big deal, you know? What we need you to do is come down. We're gonna do some drills, some lifeguard drills, and make sure that you're definitely qualified. But we're gonna make sure that when you do those, you gotta be naked as well. Okay? What? Why? Why would I have to do some drills naked? I, I'm, I'm already a lifeguard. What do I need to drill I, I, naked for? I understand for? all that, but in order, we, we, for, for our particular property, we got to make sure that you're actually prepared and ready. You know? I don't understand. Well, that's the way it is, Carrie. We need you to come down and do some drills. It's not going to take long. Probably about a half hour. You come down, you get undressed, you get in the pool, and we make sure that you're qualified. Um, to to swim nude, to handle, to saving somebody's life nude, the whole nine yards. But what? I mean, what if my family come to that pool? I, I, you, know, you know, Carrie, I, 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 you know, I can't go back and forth with you. I can't. Now I know you, you. You you know, I looked at your resume. I looked at what you were doing and what you're pursuing in life, and I thought this would be a great opportunity for you. But I can't be. I mean, I can't do that to my family. And you no, no. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. Now you can't tell me you can't do it now. Oh, yes, I Yes, I can. Now, you get your down here in the morning so I can get these drills done, and I want you naked when you get here and get in this pool. You understand me? Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Are you some kind of pool pimp? Lifeguard, human resources, hiring pimp? You're not pimping me. I don't have to come down there if I don't want to come down there. You're going to bring you your think you're down here tomorrow to? and get in this pool and do Who these the drills. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm talking to you. You what get you your out to here tomorrow do? and you do these what drills. What you need to do is go get you a Pamela Anderson Baywatch, because I ain't the Excuse I ain't me? The what did you say? I ain't going to be doing no new breaststroke for you all freaky I don't know them. I don't know them people. I don't give a who you know. Now you get your down here and you take the job. I'm not coming down there to your fun pool tomorrow and, and swim nude and lifeguard nude for a bunch of raunchy I don't know who the you think you're talking to. I was trying to be nice to you. When you come to my house with that, and then I thought about it because I'm not that kind of girl. You got me up. Okay, you need to go get you a, a Pamela Anderson Baywatch, you know, deep sea diving I don't know what you need, but I'm not what you need. You get your black down here tomorrow. Who you think you're talking to? I'm talking to you. Who you think you're talking to? I'm talking to you. Who the do you think you're talking to? I got something I want to say to you. You listening? You know what? You you better go ahead and say it.
from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend. Are you serious? We <laughs> pranked you, baby. Your girlfriend pranked you. You all right? You know what? When I see that, she gonna have one less float. <laughs> I cannot believe she did me like this. All right, I gotta ask you something, baby. What is? What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the distress Wait. in her voice. <laughs> my family coming to me. I thought about it, and I can't can do that. I, I just can't do that to my family. Oh, no. Right. Sweet. Right. Yeah. She really was. Uh -huh. Get your black ass down. <laughs> Could you talk to her like that? Tommy, I'd have been down there for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't got my daddy. But Tommy, you kind of blew it in the beginning. You know, you're going to be at the pool. You're going to be like the head. Uh, you're going to be the overseer. I said, what kind of slave-ass game Overseer. Yeah. You're going to be the overseer. I said, right. what did his old ass say to this younger? You're going to be like the uh, overseer. Well, damn. Well, damn. Say the at, boss, what point the will, at what point shall I bring out my bag and pick a bail? <laughs> wow. Uh, All right, nephew, thank you for that. Whew, I was scared for you on that one. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, Strawberry Letter, subject number two will never be number one. Uh, we'll get to that in just a few minutes <laughs> at the top of the hour. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, everybody, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. But there's a great need for donations regardless of your blood type. Every day, the blood our people donate saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell disease. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, time now, guys, for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Yeah. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. <laughs> Thank you, nephew. Uh, subject number two will never be number one. Dear Stephen Shirley, I was a single and attractive 34-year-old woman losing hope at finding love. I grew tired of the dating cycle, and I decided that I would not have sex again until I was married. I prayed and practiced celibacy, and a year later, I met the man of my dreams. He is handsome, educated, gainfully employed, 
and he loves the Lord. I fell hard for this man, and a year after we met, we got married. I was so excited for my wedding night because it would be our first time making love. He is blessed with the proper equipment, but it's his skill set that's lacking. On our wedding night, I had the absolute worst sexual experience I've ever had. It was four minutes from start to finish. Then he passed out and slept like he is showed out. Since then, he's been overly confident and he's not as attentive and loving as when we met. Six months into the marriage, I ran into an old friend from college and he had some dental work done and it made a world of difference in his appearance. We had lunch and we talked for hours. He said that when I got married, it broke his heart because he's always had a big crush on me, but didn't think I'd give him the time of day. Well, I've given him a lot more than that. I'm falling for this man because he has given me his whole heart and he holds me after sex kisses my nose and looks into my soul when he talks to me. I'm ready to get a divorce and date my boyfriend for a while. I want to be happy and so far this guy could be my soulmate. Steve says that number two will never be number one. So I want your opinion on my situation. Uh, what if this what if this time there is an exception to the rule? Could this be true love? Wow. Wow. Well, by exception to the rule, you mean he's your number two, right? And you're thinking of making him number one, replacing your husband with him. Uh, could this be true love, you ask? Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if love has anything to do with this. I do think lust is all over this situation, though. I, I do. And instead of... Um, and what would you say, Steve? I that was Thomas. Good. Oh, 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 oh! Sorry, I thought it was Steve. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Lust- I don't say stupid stuff out of nowhere. Okay, okay, yeah, and you're right about that. And I yeah. should have known better because I do know you. Hello, hello. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, you you talked in the beginning of your letter how you grew tired. You decided you wouldn't have sex again. You started losing hope and finding love. And then you met this great man, the man of your dreams. And six months into your marriage, you've already cheated on him. Uh, Instead of trying to fix your new marriage and fight for it, you haven't done that at all. I mean, I think you've checked out. You've moved on. Uh, Just six months in, uh, I think you're falling for the grass is always greener trap. And not once did you say you tried to, you know, talk to your husband about what you like, you know, maybe he could do something better. And then wait a minute, you did say you prayed, uh, you practiced celibacy and uh, your husband loves the Lord. So I would think that you would honor your marriage vows since you're the one that brought the Lord into it. Uh, I, I don't know. This letter doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I want to tell you to leave your number two alone and try to work on your number one right now since it's only been six months into it. But I don't think you're going to listen at this point. I, I just don't think so. Um, hmm. Steve? Mm, that was short ass ass. <laughs> All right, I, I just don't think her. she's gonna listen. I, I don't. Shirley I threw with her. I got you. I got she you. She wants Shirley. what she wants. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying. I, mm-hmm. I think you make valid points in here too. The number two will never be number one. Let me help you out with something. You said, let's start with the letter. Steve says number twos will never be number ones. So I want your opinion on my situation. What if this time that's an exception to the rule? Could this be true love? 
I said men don't make their number twos <laughs> when they have a number one. If a guy has a solid, his ride or die, and that's what he calling her, and then he got a chick on the side and you're number two, we don't promote number twos to number one because you ain't considered ride or die. Mm. That's what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, this is a different situation because you're married. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be your husband's number one. And your husband is supposed to be your number one. But now you are a woman wanting to promote your number two to the number one position. And that's what you're wanting to do. This is rare. Very rare. <laughs> Let me walk you through some contradictions in this letter before I give you what I want to say. You didn't have sex to you as married, 34-year-old woman, found this man. He's a man of your dreams. He's handsome, educated, gainfully employed, and he loves the Lord. Mm. You did not mention how much you love the Lord. (laughs) She brought him up, though. (laughs) Yeah. But he loves the Lord. He ain't say nothing about you. I feel hard for this man, and a year after we met, we got married. I was so excited for my wedding night because it would be our first time making love. He's blessed with the proper equipment, but it's his skill set that's lacking. Mm. Oh, so you took a year off, still had your skills. Mm. So what are we really talking about here? All right, hold on, Steve. Yeah, part two of Steve's response is coming up at 23 minutes after. Number two will never be. Number one is the subject. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Uh, Subject number two will never be number one. This is an interesting letter about this woman who uh, states that Steve says that the number two will never be number one. So I want an opinion on my situation. Uh, what is this? What if this time there's an exception to the rule? Could this be true love? I'm going to get to this part quickly. But first of all, she married this guy, a man of her dreams, everything. She's been celibate for a year and a half. She didn't have sex to her wedding night. She was so excited about the sex. She fell hard for the man. They made love. He got the right equipment, but his skill set is lacking. Our wedding night, I had the absolute worst sexual experience I ever had. It was four minutes from start to finish. Damn. So he done got you undressed, took all them buttons off that wedding dress, got all them garters down and them thigh highs and all that and unsnapped all them spanks and got all that stuff unstrapped and got them clips. Wedding dresses have about four, five pieces to it. Uh-huh. Whew. And then right after that, it was over in four minutes. And he passed out and slept like he had showed out. To him, he did. Now, he ain't had sex in a year and a half either. So come on now. This a lot of, it's a lot. So first time, maybe he didn't do right. But I guess it continued that way because since then, he's been overly confident. He's not as attentive and loving as he was when you met. So in other words, I'm assuming you're saying that he's become arrogant for some reason. That maybe he think he all that because you ain't looking upside his head the right way. 
You know, this four minutes, you need to stop something before we get. Hey, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Can I get more than four today? What we doing? Can we do eight? Let's get a clock. You need a timer on the nightstand. Hit it, ding, like a chess clock, ding. And you need. To, I need eight from you tonight. Let's work. Let's beat last night. We need twelve. But he ain't been giving it to you. So you ran into an old college friend, had some dental work done. So that means before in college, he had a ragged-ass mouth. Really but now he done got this dental work done, and it's made a world of difference. He said when he got married, it broke his heart. He always had a big crush on me, but he didn't think I'd give him the time of day. Well, hell, he knew he wasn't. He had a ragged-ass mouth. <laughs> you know, he knew what well, he knew. It. Yeah. He knew the girl wasn't going to give him time of day. You got ragged-ass mouth. Raggedy-mouth-ass men know they ain't got no, you know. Your teeth is, they going to see your teeth. Hard to hide your teeth when you're talking. Can't laugh with bad teeth. You you can't even have a good sense of humor when you got ragged-ass mouth. So then, well, I've given him a lot more than that. I'm falling for this man because he's giving me his whole heart. He holds me after sex, kisses my nose, looks into my soul when he talks to me. I'm ready to get divorced and date my boyfriend and, and, and date my boyfriend a while. I want to be happy. And so far, this guy could be my soulmate. Steve says his number two would never be number one. So I want your opinion on this situation. What if this time this is an exception to the rule? Could this be true love? All right, here's my answer. It could be. You may have married a person that's not your soulmate. It happens all the time. Sometimes it take a minute to find your soulmate. Sometimes it take more than one time. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Did I'm just you think she work gave, through this letter. gave him a chance, though? I think it's maybe... Six months of marriage, though? I, I think she may have realized she made a mistake. I think this once you got to living with a guy and sleeping with a guy, you discover some things that might not be changeable. Now, you can go to uh, counseling, but you got to be in love with this man. If you're not in love with a person, it ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. She said she Tina Turner said, whoa, 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 what's love got to do with it? She got said to she do fell with hard for him. Well, fell hard and, and yeah. stayed falling is two different things. Yeah. I fell, I fell hard for a whole lot of people in my life. Got my ass right back up, though. Me too. Yeah, I fell hard for a whole lot of damn people. Got my ass right on back up. Let me stop this sitting again. Did you marry them, though? Did you marry them, though? I'm on my third marriage. (laughs) You said a whole lot of people. You haven't had a whole lot of marriages. No, I ain't, got, I ain't mad to everybody I fell for. I That's fell for three women because they had apartments. I was homeless. <laughs> yeah. you, if you I met call. a girl at the club, yeah, when I was homeless, I met a girl at the comedy club. I was in love with her that night. Hard as hell. <laughs> you fell hard for her yeah, that I night. Love you. I love I'm you. at first sight. At what did first you say, sight. At first I, sight. I love you. Soon as I heard her, she had some keys jangling. Hey, what is them keys to? She <laughs> said, my apartment. Apartment? Uh, a door? <laughs> you got a bathroom? Bathroom? What? A kitchen? A kitchen? <laughs> Girl? Oh, I love you. So, yeah, it could be. And you may have married the wrong person. But only you can know that. Now, I don't tell people to stay in marriages that ain't good. Counseling ain't going to save all of them. Sometimes you made a mistake. You got to eat the mistake. 
So, no, it is an exception to the rule. He could be it. But you could be wrong about this one, too. <laughs> I'm on my third. Mm. All right, guys, we got to get out of here. You can post your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM. And check out our Strawberry Letter podcast on demand, okay? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. With travel continuing to rebound, it sounds like a lot of people will be heading somewhere. According to AAA, 39.2 million people will travel 50 miles or more over Memorial Day. And with all those travelers, there will be plenty of traffic. I'm talking plenty of traffic. I'm talking plenty of traffic. Of course, the car isn't the only way people will be escaping. Millions of people will be flying or taking a cruise or the train or the bus. So, guys, um, Steve, think back when you were a kid. (laughs) <laughs> Tell us about your favorite road trip vacation memory. I don't. I don't have any. What? Uh, all my you didn't go anywhere as a kid. Was, yeah, but damn disaster. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Pee- mean? What happened? Peeing in the Maxwell coffee can because he ain't want to stop. <laughs> yeah, my daddy man. Uh-uh. So he, he, he needs hot ass pimento cheese sandwiches. Uh-uh. No, I, I didn't like none of that. Skip all that. Mento. I couldn't wait to give me some money so I could get here, this here. Hell, we had a, a, a good ass trip six hours all the way to West Virginia. We sitting in the back of this hot ass car. We ain't got no air. He, he ain't running the air because it burns more gas. We in the back of that hot ass station wagon. Sitting up in here, man, like felt like just animals in the back of that damn car. How did we not run the air back in the day? How did we not <laughs> trying to lay down in the back of a station wagon and go to sleep with these badass shocks on this car? <laughs> then I won't go to the bathroom. We ain't stopping peeing that coffee can, boy. Man, on my and knees we- trying to pee in this coffee can. <laughs> Sick of this mess right here. We ain't have no so money you have for no nothing. favorite memories. All the white people stopping at Stucky's and all these little places getting out eating. We got to eat what my mama made. We opening up stuff in wax paper. It's wet. Because it's hot in there. All these white people going in the restaurant to eat. We just looking out the window. Don't get don't oh, get out this car. We're going to gas up and keep going. Y'all can't even stretch your legs. Stretch your legs. You know, he'll run around, he'll be to touch something and knock it off the shelf, and then I got to pay for that, too? Just stay in this damn car. <laughs> Stick your head out that window again and see what happens. <laughs> Why you can't get in trouble for that? <laughs> Not to be, so this is pretty traumatic for you, huh? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> pimento cheese, man. Uh, no. On a sandwich in the wax paper? <laughs> that and egg salad sandwiches. Hoghead oh, cheese. Hog-head. Pimento. Oh. I don't want none but, of that. But dog, none of that. Hoghead cheese when it's hot? Junior, that's all the I've ever had. We are survivors. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, everybody. This is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. 
One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. But there's a great need for donations regardless of your blood type. Every day, the blood our people donate saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell disease. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, guys, time now for Comedy Roulette. Jay, take it away. All right, here we go. Comedy Roulette. You take four subjects, three subjects, don't matter. Put them on a wheel, spin the wheel where the wheel stop, and it stops. We'll make it funny because that's what we do. There you go, Sharon. <laughs> oh, I yeah. thought she was about to die. He didn't go to short. He didn't go to short. Since he got sick, he more respectful than that. <laughs> He got everybody. We just, yeah, I don't yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he done cut I'm out all comedian. that joke. Yeah. Jay, I thought comedian. it was his equipment. Yeah. I just waited on that. He's a comedian. Jay's a comedian. None of that. None of that. None of that. That's right, Jay. That's right, Jay. All right, here we go. Number one, excuses black people make not to get in a swimming pool. <laughs> Number two, things you say to 50-year-old men who still wear cornrows. <laughs> Let's do that. Excuses you make to not let the Jehovah Witness in the house. Oh. And number four, things people say when they don't want to leave the waitress or the waiter a tip. All right, so let's spin right. it. Yeah. Let's go. 50 year with cornrows. Let's go, baby. 50 year with cornrows. Please. Please. That's let's not go. you. All right, it landed on high excuses black people make to not get in the swimming All right. pool. All right, I'm going to start it off because this is for real. Once I get in the water, once I get in the water, I get real damn ashy. I can't get in that damn water. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. That's it. i tell you what. I don't what? know about black people, but these are the excuses I use uh-huh. not get in the pool. I got sick of cell. I could die. <laughs> <laughs> That's like hey, 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 I can't yeah. get in there. I swear I could die. <laughs> mm, mm, okay, okay, okay. You know what? I wanted to swim today, uh-huh. but they don't make the pins in swimming trunks. That's the only reason. <laughs> Yeah. Why in there? They just, you know, yeah. them depends. They don't. Yeah, I gotta have that. Oh. Dog. I can't get in there without. I will it. never go swimming with you ever. Excuses <laughs> black people don't. Black people use not to get in the swimming uh-huh, pool. That's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like to swim all the way down and back. It's too many people in there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. We don't like overcrowded swimming pools. Yeah, I just like to go down and back. I you got know, one. It's too many. I got one. Excuses black people make so they don't have to get in the water. It's a whole lot of people in that water, and somebody, I don't know who it is, but I'm just guessing, somebody done broke wind, and I ain't getting in there. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Excuses black people make for not to swim. Where y'all keep the floaties? <laughs> what? I, I don't see no floaties. I can't get in there without floaties. Mm. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Excuses black people make not to get in a swimming pool. You know what? Dog, I was going to get in. 
I was, but my eczema done flared up. And you know, if I get in, everybody gonna get eczema if I get in there. You know what I'm saying? I don't want everybody to get eczema because I got it bad. Yeah, this this eczema here different. This different. Excuses black people use to not get in the swimming pool. Mm. I, I'd go in with y'all, but black people are allergic to chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, don't care for that. Uh-uh. We don't care for chlorine. All right. Excuses black people make so they don't have to get in the pool. See, if I get in the water, my fake jury will turn color. See, Ooh. I don't need to get yeah. in that water. So I can't, I can't oh, get in that water. That worked. Uh-uh. That worked. There you go. I like that. True that. True that. This, this angry black people, why they don't get in the pool? We like the boat ride over here. <laughs> Come on, close All it right, out. All right, close it out. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, excuses black people uh, use not to get in the swimming pool. Well, I would get in there today, but I like more of a racial mix in the water when I'm in there. <laughs> I like more of a racial mix in the water. I like more, like, yeah, 50-50, half white, half black. That's what then I'll get in. Coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Never far from the office, even on vacation? That is the question. A new survey found that 45% of respondents said they checked in with the office multiple times a day while they're on vacation. That's, mm. that's not a vacation. Mm. Listen to this one. Over I here. know. I know. I, was... I promise y'all I won't be caught. <laughs> 23. He said, give you my word. Find me on Instagram. I was gone last week. I ain't even tell y'all I was leaving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah, so forty-five. I know forty-five percent of respondents say they checked in with the office multiple times a day during uh, vacation. Twenty-six percent said they checked in at least once a day, and none of the respondents said they never checked in with work while on vacation. Uh, what? <laughs> they need to talk is to it a, Steve. Is it a- is it a disrespect to the people you're on vacation with to stay on the phone and keep calling and working? Ain't that a disrespect? That, that makes sense. That I don't know. Sense. I don't know what the hell you just said. It's a disrespect. Respect. I don't know if it's what? disrespectful, but I, I'm sure I, the arguments and all of that coming from you know you're supposed to be on vacation. I mean, if you out with your spouse and you you guys are on a vacation, you got a mm-hmm. three four day weekend. You know, yeah. is it right to be calling back and forth? Working no, it's on the phone? not. If you're on vacay, mm-hmm. be on vacay. All right, we yeah. got more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 after the hour with some trending news stories right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Never far from the office, even on vacation? That is the question. A new survey found that 45% of respondents said they checked in with the office multiple times a day while they're on vacation. That's, mm. that's not a vacation. Mm. Listen to this one over I here. know, I know. I, was... I promise y'all I won't be caught. <laughs> 23. Find me on Instagram. <laughs> I was gone last week. I ain't even tell y'all I was leaving. <laughs> yeah, 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 we know. Yeah. <laughs>
So 45%, I know, 45% of respondents say they checked in with the office multiple times a day during uh, vacation. 26% said they checked in at least once a day, and none of the respondents said they never checked in with work while on vacation. Uh, what? <laughs> they need to talk is to it a, Steve. Is it a... Is it a disrespect to the people you on vacation with to stay on the phone and keep calling and working? Ain't that a disrespect? That makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. What the hell you just said? It's a disrespect. I don't know if it's disrespectful. But I'm sure the arguments and all of that coming from, you know, you're supposed to be on vacation. I mean, if you out with your spouse and you you guys are on a vacation, you got a Mm -hmm. three, four day weekend. You know, yeah. is it right to be calling back and forth? Working no, it's on not. If you're on vacay, mm-hmm. be on vacay. All right, we yeah. got more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 after the hour with some trending news stories right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for Would You Rather. Let's play around. Let's get into it. Would you rather sing everything you speak or would you rather dance Every time you walk, oh. <laughs> I'd rather sing everything I speak. Hey, we know everything. that's what you want. I'm not going to yeah. be that happy ass black person. <laughs> Dancing every Dance. time you walk. Nah. Doing a little Dance. jig. Yeah. <laughs> so sing something, Steve. Tell, you tell like your, ask me a question. Tell, okay, uh, what time is our meeting today? Our conference call meeting? The time of the meeting will be. <laughs> Somewhere about a quarter to three, I want you, Carla, Tommy, I want Junior Gun, Mississippi, Monica, I want everybody on Zoom, get plenty of room, see you on the phone call. Three hours afternoon. <laughs> he sings everything. I just well, all his question. songs gonna be long though, surely. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right. So here's another one. Would you rather have Christmas twice a year, or would you rather have your birthday twice a year? Uh uh-uh. uh. Christmas birthday. Christmas. You rather have birthday. your birthday twice? More Hell than Christmas. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why, Why not Christmas? Huh? I thought you, Man, you, you know how much money I got to spend on Margie? Christmas. Oh, oh she already got Valentine's you. Day, Mother's Day, damn anniversary, her birthday. Uh uh-uh, uh, <laughs> hell no. We ain't finna do Christmas twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she got <laughs> Okay, perspective. I got you. Okay. <laughs> right. Coins. Yeah, uh-huh. I got you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be the commissioner of the NFL? Or be the general manager of your favorite NFL team? Oh. Would you rather be the commissioner of the NFL or would you rather be the general manager of your favorite mm. NFL sports team? Which one? Mm, general manager ain't doing nothing. I need to be out front. I'm going to be the commissioner. Yeah, the commissioner. <laughs> and, the, and the check way better. But I'll tell you right now, Deshaun Watson would be playing for the Browns right now. 
Deshaun Watson <laughs> he would, would, he be, would what? be what? Playing for the Browns right now. <laughs> no criminal charges. We have none against <laughs> you here either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the commissioner, because he's out front. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Junior, for the uh, commissioner? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah commissioner. He wouldn't be in Cleveland if I was the commissioner. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing your little ass ain't the commissioner. <laughs> hater. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. That is uh, today's round of Would You Rather coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, the last break of the day, and Steve Harvey's closing remarks right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Steve, here we are. Last break of the day. Uh, last. Yeah, this is the last day of the week for us, Friday. And uh, it's your you're up. Closing really remarks. Yeah. You know what, man? Going into uh, oh, the weekend. Uh huh. Um. I'm going to talk about a subject that um, can sound um, a little different coming from me. But I began to understand more and more why it's okay for me to talk about God. Um, Because I am such an imperfect person. uh, Because I've made some serious, serious mistakes in my life. Because... I'm flawed uh, because I am oftentimes transparent in some of my failings in life because of my willingness to say I'm sorry. I have learned that I'm a very qualified person to talk about God because I'm a good example that you can be an imperfect person with so many flaws, have done so many wrong things in your life, have gotten it wrong so many times, have been written off, ridiculed, understood and misunderstood, and you can still have a relationship with God that brings your life into great benefit. So therefore, I'm qualified to talk about this. Um, now I'm improving and somebody told me the other day, so you just going to stay an entry level Christian. Cause I was jokingly telling the person, man, I think I'm really just an entry level Christian. I don't really know how to do advanced Christianity, but I'm okay with this. So they said, so you're never going to improve as a Christian. I said, well, I'm doing the best I can right now with where I am and what I've been working with. I say, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, I've improved a little bit. I'm better than I was, but I may not be where you think I should be, but I ain't where I was. So with that said, this is a good reason for me to say what I'm saying. I would suggest to everybody that can hear me that you should form a relationship with God immediately, starting now. And the reason I know you need a relationship with him, 
is because life is so difficult. If you try to do this without him, you're not going to make it. That if you try to get through this thing called life without a relationship with God, it is too difficult and you will be trapped. I learned something from Victoria Olstein. She said that the devil really don't care nothing about you. All he wants to do is rob you of your destiny. I had never heard anybody say that before. I really haven't, not that I can remember. She said, the devil really don't care anything about you. He's not interested in you in the least bit. His mission is to rob you of your destiny, is to throw you off course, to not make you see what God created you to be. And that really caught my attention because if I look back on my life, all the things I've happened, everything that's happened to me, every time the devil sends the bloggers to attack me, the one mission that's clearly at stake and is at hand is that they are simply trying to rob me of my destiny. When something happens in your life that the devil sets into play because he has all these imps that work for him it's simply because he's trying to rob you of your destiny that he knows that God has blessings for you stored up that he hasn't given to you and he don't want you to get to that point of receiving them so he got to throw you off course and keep you from attaining your destiny and that's his job and man understanding that has made my life a little bit clearer ain't made it no easier but it has allowed me and helped me to understand some of the things that occur in my life everything that happened to me ain't from the devils or the imps Sometimes God provides a test. Sometimes the test is to just to prepare you for something that he has for you. So in testing you, it gets you ready for what you're about to receive. So I've learned that it's a little bit of this and it's a little bit of that. Sometimes I'm a little confused as to which direction it's coming from. But at the end of the day, God always reveals to me what the message was that he wants me to learn because behind every setback and hardship there is a lesson and a blessing but the important thing for you all and for all of us to, to form some type of relationship with God because God knows your name when you reach out to God he knows your name he does he made you he created you he knows exactly who you are he put them fingerprints on you. He made your 10 fingerprints different from the six other to 8 billion other people that's in this world and the billions of people that have already died. Ain't none of us have the same fingerprints. That's how much you mean to him. Have a relationship with God because he knows your name. Stay in touch with him. We were all created to need him moment by moment. When we walk away from that, we put ourselves in jeopardy. It opens up the door for the devil to slip in and rob us of our destiny. Have a relationship with God. Talk to him. You don't have to go to church to do that. Do that. You'll have a better weekend. I know I will. Y'all have a good weekend, hell. Drop that mic, it's Steve. It's finally here. Drop it, Steve. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.